Hello, good morning. This is Rick Pina, and I'm bringing you today's word for December 4th, 2023. At the beginning of this year, I started a series on the miracles of Jesus, and we covered every miracle that Jesus performed in the new covenant. And so after that, we started a series on the parables of Jesus, and we've been teaching that ever since. And this is part 108. So this is Pearls from the Parables, part 108, 100 messages, 108 messages so far on the parables of Jesus. Right now, we're going to deal with the parable today. It's the parable of the Pharisee and the tax collector. And it's really a message that, that embodies what I teach all the time about the grace life, how we are who we are by the grace of God. We, we, it's not about our works or our performance. Put in the chat, I am delivered from performance-based religion. We got to be delivered from performance-based religion. We got to learn how to enter into God's rest where our righteousness is concerned. The title of today's message is Don't Be Self-Righteous. Put in the chat, I am not self-righteous. I'm righteous, but not because of me. I'm righteous because of Jesus. Get ready to receive the word. So let's get into the word for this morning. Listen, uh, I have been delivered from performance-based religion. I was raised in a very religious environment, and the Lord really dealt with me when I understood that when I got the revelation of God's grace, that I needed to learn how to just trust in the fact that he made me righteous. I'm not righteous because of me. I'm righteous because of him. And that does not mean, please don't go there. That does not mean that, oh, that now if don't tell people that they're righteous because of Jesus, not because of them, then they're going to go sin. If you think that it's okay to go sin, then obviously you miss the message of God's grace. Uh, when you fully embrace the revelation of the grace of God towards you, you don't want to sin. I know I'm not going to hell, but that doesn't mean that I'm going to go live in sin. No. Why? Because I love God. <laughs> I serve God because I love God, not because I'm afraid of going to hell. So before we get into the parable, Psalms 126 and verse 4 is a scripture we've been looking at all year. Let me share it with you again today. The Bible says, now, Lord, do it again. Restore us to the former glory. May streams of your refreshing flow over us until dry hearts are drenched again. We want to receive the refreshing and restoring that God can provide us. And we don't want any, put in the chat, no dry areas for me. All right, so let's get into this parable. Um, this is something I've been teaching for years is the grace of God, because once God delivered me from performance-based religion, I saw it as like almost, you know, paramount for me as, as a key part of my ministry to preach and teach the grace of God so that people can enter into God's rest where everything is concerned. And so I want you to know right up front that you are righteous if you're born again, but you are not righteous because of what you do. You are not righteous because of what you failed to do. You are only righteous because of what Jesus did. So put in the chat, I am righteous because of what Jesus did. Say amen to that. Luke chapter 18, beginning at verse 9, this is what the Bible says. There were some people who thought they were very good, <laughs> and they looked down on everyone else. 
So Jesus used this story to teach them. So you got people that think they're good and they look down on everybody else, especially religious people. And so Jesus said, let me tell you a story. He says, one time there was a Pharisee and a tax collector. Now, context, context. Pharisee, these are the people that within Jesus's day, he's talking to Jews now. The Pharisee, they saw as somebody that was righteous. The Pharisee, they saw as somebody that was like part of the religious Jewish elite. And then a tax collector. They hated tax collectors. Tax collectors, the rumor was, the standard was, the, the norm was, tax collectors stole money, right? So they got money from people, but along the way, they kept their share. So people hated tax collectors. They thought tax collectors were conniving and stealing and like the lowest of the low. And so Jesus uses <laughs> a Pharisee who people think is the highest of the high and compares him with a tax collector that people think are the lowest of the low, right? And so he's using this story. He's juxtaposing a Pharisee and a tax collector to make a point. So he says, okay, they both went into the temple to pray. The Pharisee prayed. Oh man, here's the Pharisee praying out loud. Oh God, I thank you that I am not as bad as other people. I am not like the men who steal or cheat or commit adultery. I thank you, Father, because he saw the tax collector over there. He said, I thank you, Father, that I'm better than the tax collector. I fast twice a week and I give a tenth of everything I get. I give it unto you. This is what the Pharisee is praying out loud in front of other people, right? Oh, Lord, I thank you that I'm blessed. Oh, Lord, I thank you, Father, that I'm good. Oh, Lord, I thank you that I show up every Sunday. Oh, Lord, I thank you that I'm a tither. I'm not like other people around me who don't tithe. Oh, Lord, I you see what I'm saying? Oh, Lord, I thank you that I fast when I'm, you know, oh, this is how he's praying out loud in front of other people and even call out the tax collector. That's, that's shady, right? So anyway, that's what he did. And then the tax collector stood over there and prayed too. But when he prayed, Jesus said, he didn't even look up to heaven. He felt very humble before God. And he said, oh God, have mercy on me. I am a sinner. I tell you, when this man finished his prayer and went home, Jesus said he was already right with God. But the Pharisee, <laughs> who felt like he was better than everybody else, um, he was not right with God. Jesus said, people who make themselves important will be made humble. But those who make themselves humble will be made important. Another translation says, people who exalt themselves will be humbled by God. But people who humble themselves will be elevated and exalted by God. So what does this mean for you today? Well, I'm going to probably teach on this parable for a few days, but let's deal with it today. You got this Pharisee, you got the tax collector. This is really a message about attitudes and humility and grace and self-righteousness. Put in the chat, I am not self-righteous. So I have four things I want to share with you in this morning. As I get into these four things, I want you to open up your heart to receive. You ready? Four things. Number one, here we go. You are, and I'm going to try not to preach. I'm going to try to really teach this because this is doctrine. This is, this is stuff you got to understand. You ready? You are righteous by faith in Jesus 
and his finished work alone. Put in the chat, I am righteous by faith in Jesus. I am righteous because of Jesus. I am righteous because of my faith in Jesus. I exercised faith in Jesus. And when I did, Jesus is my Lord. God had made him, Jesus, to be sin for me. This is 2 Corinthians chapter 5 and 21. He knew no sin. He was made sin. My sin was put on Jesus so that I might be made the righteousness of God by faith. So now I am the righteousness of God, not by works. I'm the righteousness of God by faith in Jesus alone. So my sin was put on Jesus. Jesus's righteousness was put on me. The apostle Paul did a good job teaching this in uh, his letter to the believers in Galatia. I've taught on Galatians before, uh, but let me just give you a little bit of background here and tell you what the apostle Paul told the believers in Galatia. So he went to Galatia on his first missionary journey. This is Acts chapter 13 and chapter 14. And scholars date that this trip was around 47 or 48 AD. While he was there, he was preaching the gospel of grace. And when he went on his journeys, he preached and preached and preached and established churches everywhere that he went. So years later, he's writing back to these believers in Galatia because, you know, he was there. He helped them establish a church, but he got word of what they were doing. And he was frustrated. He was frustrated that in Galatia, there were people that came to God who were Gentiles primarily, but there were a few Jewish converts to Christianity in Galatia who were bringing over the law. And so they were raised in the law. And so they were bringing over the law to the believers in Galatia. And they were telling the believers in Galatia that, hey, these are some of the things that you have to do under the law, even though the law was never written for them, it was written for the Jews. And even though they were never raised in it, they were like, oh, I didn't know. And so you had grown men being circumcised uh, at 30 and 40 years old to try to be made right with God be, with not, without understanding that it's not about phys, you know these physical acts that you do. No, you're, you're righteous by faith, not by works. So, so the apostle Paul says this in Galatians chapter five and verse six, when you were placed into the anointed one, he's, he's trying to, to juxtapose the law of Moses and the law Leviticus with the gospel of grace. He says that when you were placed into the anointed one, Christ Jesus, and joined with him, circumcision and religious obligations no longer benefit you anything. So religious obligations, the stuff that these people are telling you you have to do, you don't have to do that. And circumcision, especially, you don't have to do that. All that matters now is living by faith. And that faith is activated by love. This is Galatians chapter five and verse six. Earlier in Galatians, he says that these people, he's writing to the believers in Galatia. He's saying, hey, while I was there, I taught you about grace, but now you've allowed some people to deceive you and to lead you astray. If you're born again and somebody tries to tell you that you have to do all these things to be right with God and you believe it, you're being deceived and you're being led astray. Paul was clear that adding religious requirements or another way to say it, performance-based religion to as a requirement of your righteousness is a false teaching. He would say, no, we're not righteous because of what we do. We're not righteous because of what we failed to do. We're only righteous because of what Jesus did. The sad truth is that today, two, you know, over 2,000 years ago, I mean, 2,000 years later, there are Christians that are making the same mistake. There are people that are teaching them that once, now that you're saved, now that you're born again, 
You have to do all these things to make sure you don't go to hell. Now that you're born again, you have to do all these things to make sure that you're right. As if God's grace has conditions for righteousness. As if you could ever be righteous by works. They are making the same mistake or having the same attitude that the Pharisee had in this parable. There are people, very religious people, that are teaching other people that we are right and they are wrong and and we're going to heaven and they're going to hell because they haven't done these things, right? And they're not teaching righteousness by faith in Jesus and Jesus alone. So please don't be deceived like the Galatians were. If you're born again, look at me, if you were born again, you've accepted Jesus as Lord, you are righteous, not because of what you do and not because of what you fail to do. You are only righteous because of what Jesus did. You are the righteousness of God by faith. And that happened when you exercise faith in Jesus, you receive the undeserved grace of God and the grace of God covers your sin. You were translated out of darkness into the marvelous light. You were ascended into heaven and seated at the right hand of the Father with Christ Jesus. You are born again. You will seal with the Holy Spirit of promise. You should now want to do works, but you're not doing works to be saved. You should be doing works because you are saved. Ephesians 2 and 10 says, God made us a new creation in Christ Jesus so that we would spend the remainder of our days doing the good works that God had before ordained for us to do. So there's works, put it in the chat. I have work to do, but I'm not working to be righteous. I'm working because I'm righteous. I'm not working to be saved. I'm working because I'm saved. I'm not working to be right. I'm working because I'm right. And so you are not righteous because of what you do. It's you are only righteous because of him. It's all about him. In Galatians chapter five, Paul was upset because you had you had believers that were religious that were convincing other believers to contaminate their belief system with the law. Paul went on to say in Galatians chapter five and verse nine, don't you know that when you allow even a little lie into your heart, it can contaminate your entire belief system. Just like a little yeast gets into a a lump of dough and it goes and it permeates throughout the entire batch of dough. That's how it is. A little deception is going to mess up your belief system. If you start mixing a little bit of law, a little bit of human effort with grace, then before you know it, when you look in the mirror, you're not going to see yourself as righteous because of what Jesus did. You're, you're not going to see yourself as righteous as because of what Jesus did because you know you made, made mistakes. Or even worse, you're going to go over to the mirror and think that you're self-righteous. You're going to go over to the mirror and be like the Pharisee who's now saying, I am right because I go to church every Sunday. I am right because I'm a tither. I am right because I honor the Lord. I'm in right, I am right because I'm on the praise team. I am right because I'm, I'm an usher. I am right because I work with the deacons in the church and, and we feed the homeless. I am, no, stop. You are not right because of that. I'm not saying you shouldn't do those things. If you're led by God, that's your anointing. Do it all. I mean, I work hard for God. Like, but, but no, I'm not working to be saved. I'm working because I'm saved. Yet not only is self-righteous a terrible thing, but, but in the eyes of God, but when you are self-righteous, you made Jesus irrelevant. The Pharisee was making Jesus irrelevant. He was saying, dun, 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 Lord, I thank you that I'm good. These other people are bad. And see, when you live that way, you are righteous because of your work, not because of Jesus's finished work. And if you live that way, you made Jesus irrelevant. Jesus means nothing to you because you think that you're right with God because of you. And so you're, if your level of faith 
Uh, and it's going to impact your belief system. Now, let me flip it the other way. Then you got people that live in guilt and shame and condemnation because they know they messed up. And so if your level of faith towards God is based on your level of performance towards God, then your faith is never going to be strong because you're just, you're just not that good. You are going to mess up. And so you need to learn how to rest in Jesus's finished work so that your faith and your righteousness can be established on Jesus and, and, and it's not about you, it's all about him. It comes down to the fact that I'm not perfect, but Jesus was perfect for me. I am not righteous, but Jesus was righteous for me. And so when I'm, I'm resting in God's grace, I am not adding anything to it. I'm not saying, I'm not even putting a little bit of it. I know that I am righteous because of Jesus and Jesus alone say amen to that. That was all number one. And I'm telling you, I'm trying to, to hold my, I'm trying to just teach this thing. Number two, this is important what I'm teaching today. So you got to get it. Number two. Oh, all right, here we go. All right. Number two, the danger of self-righteousness. See, um, the Pharisees prayer reflects a self-righteous attitude. He had a self-righteous mindset. This man was focused on his own perceived goodness, right? You know, like, oh, even even when, even when if he wasn't praying for himself, you know how people do in church? Oh, let me pray. Brother Johnson, pray. Oh, Lord, I thank you. God bless our pastor. Oh, glory, glory to God. Oh, God, bless his children. Oh, God, you know, oh, Lord, we thank you that we are blessed. We thank you that we can give. We thank, like, praying all this stuff out loud in front of people, but then they go, mmm, <laughs> Mm, well, who are you praying for then? You don't want to talk about, oh, Lord, for, please forgive my lying lips. You, see, you know, you don't want to be honest in your prayer. You are here out loud talking about all this stuff. Like, you know, Lord, bless my wandering eyes. You know, you don't want to say that. And so so you let's be honest. You are not that good. You got to get over the fact that you're not that good. If you ever meet a Christian who thinks they're good and they look down on every peop, on everybody else, that's a person that's showing you that they are a baby Christian. You can't, the closer you get to God, the less you think of yourself. If you really know God, then you know how jacked up you are. If you really know God, then you know that Jesus is the only reason that you're righteous. Nothing that we do and nothing that we fail to do could ever compare to the righteousness of God. If we could be made righteous because of our own works, Jesus would not have to die. And so, no, no, no. I, I have, to, when you are self-righteous, not only are you blinded to your own faults, you convince yourself that you're better than other people. When you're self-righteous, it, it, it leads to this false sense of superiority. And, and, and you're actually far from God. You think you're right with God, but you are far from God because you don't even know God. If you knew God, you would fall on your face and be like, oh God, woe is me. And, and you know, who am I to be able to be in your presence? How can I look down on somebody else when I know how messed up I am? Look, the Pharisee's attitude represents somebody who's living performance-based. It represents somebody who's who's established their own righteousness. A self-righteous person or a self-righteous attitude is going to mess up your spiritual growth. And it also is going to position you to be very judgmental and critical of other people. And it's a trap. Put in the chat, self-righteousness is a trap. 
It's a trap that leads to a lack of empathy and you won't be able to connect with people who are struggling. You'll look down on people and you don't even know God. You can't get close to God being self-righteous. Number three, I love the humility of the tax collector. This is a model of humility. He comes and he's like, I'm not worthy. That's how we're supposed to be. Lord, who am I to stand in your presence? Lord, who am I? Lord, I thank you that you bless me, not because of me, not because I'm good, but because you're good. He recognizes his unworthiness. He recognizes, he's not even trying to justify himself. He said, Lord, I'm a sinner. I'm all messed up, but thank you for your grace. This man knew that he was nothing without God. He's not like the Pharisee. The Pharisee is like, oh God, I thank you that I'm not as bad as other people. I'm I'm not like the people who steal. I'm not like the, Lord, thank you that I'm not like the people who cheat. Lord, I thank you that I'm not like the people who commit adultery. Lord, I'm thank you that I'm better than a tax collector right over there. Look, who is that? And there's religious people in church right now that do that all the time. The tax collector had a posture of humility. He comes and he approaches God with a grace-based mindset. He approaches God knowing that he is nothing without God. This story is teaching us how to be like the tax collector and not like the Pharisee. Number four, as I close, last point, for today. If you try to take a portion of the law, oh, Brother Pena, Brother Pena, you got to understand the law is still good. The law, No, no, the law is so good that you could never measure up to it. The law, the, the only problem with the law is that it's perfect and you're not perfect and you can never live up to the law. The only human that ever complied with the law was Jesus. And so if you try to take a little bit of the law and sprinkle it here, a little law, a little self-righteousness, a little performance, no, then if you take a little bit of the law, you got to take the whole thing and you've fallen from grace. In Galatians chapter five, verses one through four, this is what the Bible says. So Christ Jesus has truly set us free. This is what Paul is saying. Now make sure that you stay free and don't get tied up again with the bondage of the law. Listen, I'm telling you this. If you're counting on circumcision to make you right with God or some type of physical act, then Jesus is no benefit to you. You've made Jesus irrelevant. I will say it again. If you're trying to find favor with God by being circumcised, you must obey then every regulation in the whole law of Moses. Like if you try to take one little piece of it, might as well take the whole thing. And if you're trying to make yourself right with God by trying to keep the law, then you have been cut off from Christ and you're falling away from God's grace. You have fallen from grace. Falling from grace doesn't mean that I'm falling into sin. Falling from grace means that I'm relying on self. I'm relying on self-effort and the grace of God means nothing to you. In James, James said this, for the person who keeps all of the law except one is just as guilty as the person who broke all the law. So if you try to just say, oh no, Brother Pena, I'm just going to keep this one right here. Not, no, no. If you break one, you broke them all. So either you're going to live by grace or you're going to live by the law. So Paul says, listen, you can't live that way. The message of the grace life is a message that liberates us from performance-based religion. It liberates us from having to rely on ourselves. You are not worthy. Get over it. I'm not worthy. I need to get over it. Listen, if you think that you're righteous because of your performance, you're never going to be good enough. You're never going to measure up and your performance will hold you back. Because God is going to tell you to do something and then you're going to be like, I'm not worthy. God is going to tell you to do something and the devil is going to say, you're supposed to be a Christian. You can't do that. See, you're being held by, back by God because you're going to be held back by your performance. You're not that good. But guess what? God is good. Put in the chat, God is good. The grace of God 
is good. I embrace the grace of God to be the man or the woman that God has called me to be. And it's not about me. It's not about my performance. It's not about the law. It's not about the rules. It's about being led by the Holy Spirit, receiving the grace of God, embracing the fact that I am forgiven. I am God's beloved. God loves me. And I'm going to go do what God called me to do. And I'm not going to take on guilt and shame and condemnation. I'm not going to look down on other people like the Pharisee. I know that I'm nothing without God, like the tax collector and the church said, amen. I'm going to say more about this. I'm going to come back to this again tomorrow. I hope that you got something out of this. We're going to close this message out with a declaration of faith. I want you to lift up your voice and speak this over your life. Say, Father, this is a season of refreshing and restoring for me. I declare that I'm righteous, but not because of me, only because of Jesus. I acknowledge that it's not about my works, no, I stand justified by grace. So, Father, I renounce all self-righteousness. And I walk in humility every day of my life. I trust in your mercy and your love. I know that my imperfections are covered by the sacrifice in the blood of Jesus. So I live by faith. Faith works by love. <laughs> I'm free from the bondage of religious performance, and I live in the freedom that Christ Jesus died to give me. I see myself the way you see me. I believe what you believe about me, and I'm going to walk down the path that you set before me. Living this way, I know greater is coming for me. I declare this by faith in Jesus' name. Amen. This is today's word. Tomorrow, I'm going to have another one. So please apply it and prosper. If you're not getting these messages, go to todaysword.org. Click on the big red subscribe button. You're going to get all my notes in your email inbox every day for free. You get my notes for free. Why would you not sign up to get the notes, right? So listen, um, go into this day knowing that you don't want to be like the Pharisee. You want to be like the tax collector. You're not that good. Get over yourself. Be free from this pressure to perform. Embrace the grace of God to be the man or the woman that God has called you to be. Walk in the newness of the life that Christ Jesus died to provide you. I love you. God loves you more. Have an amazing day. I'll see you tomorrow morning. God bless you. If you enjoyed this content and you would like to know more about our ministry or you would like to partner with us in what we're doing in the Caribbean, being a blessing to Haitian children in the Dominican Republic, then please go to ripministries.org. You'll be able to find out more information there. And if you'd like to make a donation, all the donations are tax deductible in the United States. A few months ago, the Lord impressed it upon my heart to set up a coaching and mentorship program, and Isabella and I set that up. And so now we make ourselves available on three different levels for those that want access to us and to learn things about maximizing your potential, increasing your personal productivity, and fulfilling your life's purpose. If you're interested in that, go to patreon.com forward slash Rick Pina. And then lastly, the Lord impressed it upon my heart to write several books and journals to help people grow in grace and in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. Please go to rickpina.co if you don't have our material, and there's also apparel there as well. Listen, thank you for being a blessing to us. We pray that our ministry will continue to be a blessing to you.